I've got a French king with a funny name. Hello there and welcome to Date Fight. It's the podcast where we look at the most exciting things to have happened on this day in history. I'm Matt Tapley and I'm here to take you through what I think was the most exciting, most entertaining or just the rudest thing that happened on this day. And then we'll compare that with what you thought and we'll see who's best. And then I'll say I am because I'm insecure and I'm only doing this for my own self-aggrandizement. The hamster is making noise again. Hello, hamster. Oh, he's upended his bowl in disgust at whatever is going on. She doesn't have any food. Okay, see you in a second. happily munching seeds. For those of you who want a clearer mental picture of exactly what just happened, that is an incredibly old hamster um, who's lost all of his hair. He's lost most of his hair. He's essentially a mobile scrotum wandering around munching sunflower seeds. Round one! So I'd like to take you to the 7th of September, 878, when Louis the Stammerer was crowned King of West Francia, which is what we now think of as France. Louis the Stammerer was from a family of people with great names. He was the son of Charles the Bald, and he succeeded his brother, Charles the Child. Charles the Child was called Charles the Child because he became King of Aquitaine at seven and died at 18. Charles the Child, even though he died young and just had a short reign, defied his father because while he was King of Aquitaine, his father, Charles the Bald, was still King of all of West Francia. He defied his father so that he could marry the widow of Count Humbert. But Charles the Bald made his son, and this is a quote, Put away his wife and be loyal to his father. I don't know how you put away a wife. If anyone knows how, do let me know. That sounds... Oh, no, don't let me know. Um, anyway, he was out hunting and he got hit on the head while play fighting and he died. So his brother, Louis the Stammerer. And I can't find out why Louis the Stammerer was called Louis the Stammerer. Or There are no instances of a specific occasion on which he stammered. Um, he was known as a simple and sweet man, a lover of peace, justice and religion. He may even have turned down the imperial crown. Uh, in 878, he gave Barcelona, Girona and Bissalu to Wilfred the Hairy. Just in case this story didn't have enough people with ridiculous names, here comes Wilfred the Hairy. Uh, he went off to march against the Vikings uh, in 878, but he died in 879 and he had a posthumous son who was Charles the Simple. So that was the one-year reign of Louis the Stammerer, crowned on this day in 878. So what did you not have? What did Alex Buchanan, who's won multiple times over the last week, think was the best thing to have happened today? Well, he came up with something very heartwarming. He came up with Edith Eleanor McLean, born in 1888 at two pounds, seven ounces, who on this day in 1888 became the first person in the United States to be put into an incubator at the Immigrants Hospital at Wards Island in New York, she was the first person to be put on into an incubator. Dr William Champion Deering, who was the first doctor in America to adopt the treatment, which had been developed in France 30 years earlier. Hmm. This doesn't sound like an exciting verse, does it? Earlier in the century, the birth rate had declined drastically in France after the Napoleonic Wars and then again after the Franco-Prussian Wars and one Dr Etienne Tournier um, said, well, rather than try to raise the birth rate, what we could do is just make 
lower infant mortality. So he went to Paris Zoo and looked at the incubators they used for poultry, and he thought, hmm, maybe we could use these for children. So in 1880, he started making warm air incubators, which blew warm air um, from heated water around to keep babies warm. These were adopted by Dr. Bodin, but he couldn't get people to use them. So um, he hired Dr. Cowney to demonstrate them at the World Exposition in 1896. Dr. Cowney did that by borrowing, borrowing six premature children from the Berlin Charity Hospital, who lent them to him. Uh, he then showed them off uh, between the Congo village and the Turilian yodelers in the thing he called the Child Hatchery, which was such a successful exhibit that he's promptly moved to Coney Island and set up the Infantorium, in which people could come and pay 25 cents to look at the premature babies, and that would pay for their incubators. So, Alex Buchanan, it's a good story, but it, the bit that happened on the 7th of September isn't in any way important. It wasn't. She's not the first. There were French people doing it for years and years and years before that. So I think, because of its implicit US centrism, we're going to reject this out of hand as a, something to remember on the 7th of September. But what's this? Alex wasn't the only entrant today. Also, we have Paddy Riley, who, also in 1880, talked about George Ligorsky, who patented clay pigeons. Before they had clay pigeons, you might be interested to know, I was interested to learn, they had glass balls full of smoke, or feathers, or flashes of light, or fertiliser. Because if you were just going to throw them up and shoot them, you may as well spread fertiliser that way. They also tried rubber balloons, uh, which were put in discs to resemble the planet Saturn, uh, steel pigeons on wire and a sort of gyro bird, which was some sort of propeller-guided toy bird. Also, clay pigeons are not made of clay. They're made of limestone and pitch. And they were also... That's another Coney Island one. They were also premiered at Coney Island in 1880. Well, Paddy, that's a lovely story. And it's tempting, but it doesn't have a funny-named Frenchman in. So it's going, it's going to lose, because Louis the Stammerer wins, if only because of Wilfred the Hairy. Imagine Wilfred the Hairy coming around for lunch. Every time he goes, he'd be like, Was Wilfred here? Oh, it's left... Ugh. These tables all covered in hairs. Anyway, so that's today. Um, let's talk about the birthdays. Happy birthday to Sir Henry Campbell Bannerman, who was the leader of the Liberal Party from 1899 to 1908 and was Prime Minister and is only really important as a pub quiz answer. Always remember Sir Henry Campbell Bannerman. <laughs> remember how to pronounce Sir Henry Campbell Bannerman because it will come in useful in pub quizzes. Happy birthday to Karen Blixen, who was also known as Isaac Dennison, who wrote Out of Africa, Babette's Feast, Seven Gothic Tales, and other novels. And that's the 7th of September. That's all you need to know about it. So go forth and make things happen today, which we can talk about next year. But not, not bad ones. Don't, don't, do, don't do bad things. Just to maintain the premise of a podcast, that would be ridiculous. Uh, in fact, if you're in doubt, just do nothing. Just stay at home and do nothing. Love you lot. See you tomorrow. Bye.